What's up, everybody? Welcome back here to episode number eight of the Demon Keen podcast. It has been one interesting week here in Bird Country. We're going to break down the Eagles-Bears matchup from two weeks ago and then get into a little preview of what we think might happen this Sunday at the link as the Eagles take on the New England Patriots. So it was a nice win for the Birds over the Chicago Bears in Philadelphia two weeks ago. Week 9, the Eagles improved to 5-4 and four on the year, uh, just taking care of business, doing what they need to do. Yeah, and, you know, they came out early and uh, really jumped on them, but obviously it was a little discouraging to see them go stagnant in the second half. But, uh, you know, like you said, a win's a win. And, uh, you know, it was good to see Zach Ertz get back into uh, the swing of things. You know, it was a vintage performance from him. How, what, what, what was his line? Uh, Ertz was nine catches, 103 yards, and a touchdown. That's what we need from him from here on out. But, yeah, I mean, sure, it was, you know, we, we've been talking about week uh, week after week, you know, they have to play a complete game. They have to go start to finish. And, obviously, you know, they like I said, they stalled off in the, uh, in the second half, but they got the win. Yeah, I mean, it, they jumped out early, nineteen uh, nothing. It looked like they were just gonna bury Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the Bears had three yards of offense in the first half. Trubisky just couldn't do anything, even when he had an open receiver, he just couldn't find them. And they dominate. They're just dominant up nineteen nothing. They came out of the break with the touchdown. It was twelve nothing at the half, and then with some missed opportunities, they probably could have been up even more than that. And then next thing you know, it's nineteen fourteen, and you're on the edge of your seat for basically the entire fourth quarter until they really just salted it away. But it's it, that's that's what this team is at this point. It's a team that's I don't think they're going to win any game real comfortably. I think even, I mean, hopefully when they play teams like the Dolphins and the Redskins, they can kind of take it to them. But it, they look like they're going to have us on the edge of our seat the rest of the way, whether yeah. it be game to game or just seeing whether they're going to be able to find a way to get into the playoffs. It's definitely going to be interesting. Will we expect it any other way, though? No, I mean, yeah, it's just the same thing every year with this team. Yeah, and one thing that kind of worried me is that, you know, Doug was playing, uh, taking a page out of uh, Andy's playbook, and, you know, Jordan Howard, once again, having a great performance, and then all of a sudden he starts abandoning the run when you're up 19 to nothing, and it's like, Jesus, I understand you can't run the ball every single down. Obviously, you have to mix it up a little bit, but, you know, why not just keep on pounding the ball? Yeah, it's like Doug like almost gets bored with the runs after yeah. a while and just tries to change it up. And like, I mean, th- they played well uh, overall. And Carson had a good game. He ended up being twenty six of thirty nine for two thirty nine, caught two forty, and a touchdown. And I mean, that's one of the better Wentz games you're gonna see, mm-hmm. just because you're not gonna see him post many big games when it comes to passing yards. Just with the the way this offense is gonna operate the rest of the year, they're gonna s- slow the clock down, run it a lot, try to play the possession game, and they just don't have the ability to to hit on those big plays as they might have been able to do two years ago when we saw them at an MVP, you know, caliber form. They were, I mean, most of the guys are the same players. Yeah, Torrey Smith isn't here, but Aguilar was making some big plays that year, and I don't know, just something different, but we definitely seen all season that this team, and it's not, I don't think it's changing at this point. They're just not a team that's going to hit the big play. It's not going to happen. Yeah, and obviously it's, it doesn't help when you have, you know, Deshaun out and you brought him in to be that, you know, big play threat. But, uh, you know, I think that uh, 
Carson, like you said, you couldn't have asked for more from him, especially in the fourth quarter. Once again, another eight minute. What is it? Eight minutes. Eight minutes, yeah. fourteen seconds, another, sixteen plays. Yeah, another eight minute drive to you know really seal the deal on the game to finish him off. Uh, but you know Carson, like you were saying, uh, Carson has said over and over, you know, running the ball that's our recipe. So when you bring a balanced attack, you know, and Carson he gets into a groove, good things happen. Yeah, I mean, that's just going to be the name of the game the rest of the way. And when you're a team like the Eagles and Jordan Howard, he's a very good running back. And, and Miles Sanders looks like he's starting to finally find his groove as a running back, per se. He was doing yeah. a good job receiving earlier in the year. But now he's starting to find the holes and kind of run the ball the right way th between the tackles and stuff like that. Um, and when you have an offensive line as good as, as the one you have with the experience you have, mm -hmm. there's no reason to not use it to your advantage and, and get behind it and run. Um, now, I know Kelsey isn't your prototypical center when it comes to smash mouth running because he's a little undersized, but he can get out. He, he's uh, yeah. athletic and he can get to get the, second, to the level. second level and do stuff like that. So, and the, they have the ability, I think, to run. I'm not, they're not going to run way outside of tackles, a lot of tosses and stuff like that, but they can get on the edge a little bit and still make plays. So, you got to take advantage of that that offensive line if you're going to have it. Yeah. And how about uh, them locking in Brandon Brooks for the long haul? Right, I mean, the guy deserves it coming off an injury yeah. playing some of the best football in the league. So I, I remember in the preseason he was, uh, you know, your guy to really to see what he can do this year. And, you know, he's Yeah, I mean, we didn't even know how, like, if we yeah. were going to have him to start the year or what the deal was going to be. And then he comes out week one and he hasn't looked back. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's obviously huge for him. It's it's awesome to see. Um, and, yeah, I mean, as if I mean this is probably the last year for Peters, but with bringing yeah. in Dillard – you got to figure he'll be the replacement there, and it's He's an offensive well. line. I mean, I guess Jason Kelsey's kind of up in the air type guy. You've heard him contemplate retirement before, yeah. so we don't know how much long we're gonna have him. But walking up Brooks or four, having I mean Lane Johnson's probably gonna be here for a while, mm -hmm. and uh, you know you got some other guys there, so it's something that's gonna be in place, and you just gotta keep working with. Yeah, and also speaking of Johnson, did you see that? Uh, I think it was a little, it was a video. Uh, that the Eagles put up on Twitter uh, talking about – I don't know if it was the Eagles or if it was ESPN, whoever it was. Um, it was how him and uh, Brooks, you know, obviously Brooks oh, yeah, with the anxiety how and how, you know, they get up at the same time, they go in, they puke. I just – I love to see that. Those two guys, you know, have been rock solid for us. And, um, you know, it, it's good to see because you can trust them for, the, you know, for the years to come. Yeah, I mean, definitely going to just have to keep making that their point of emphasis with the run because yeah. it just – receivers just haven't been able to get the job done here early in the season, but I'm not really early in the season anymore. We're in week 11. Uh, they just won in week nine. We had the week 10 bye. So, I mean, guys are going to have to start figuring out a way. Like, at the end of the day, guys like Aguilar and whoever's in there, now they got up. Jordan Matthews, like, uh, guys just got to catch the ball. It's, it's what it comes down to at some point. And with, with the week off, um, hopefully Doug and Mike Grow and these guys figure out a way to maybe – change some things up, find some more creative ways to get a guy like an Aguilar. Some of these guys are struggling. Try to find some space for him and give him the help him have the ability to create some plays where they haven't been able to here through the first nine games. Yeah, and you said uh, Jordan Matthews. Obviously, it's not a uh, groundbreaking, uh, you know, uh, or earth-shattering sh uh, move, but obviously it's a familiar face, Carson Wentz, you know, that's his buddy right there, and, you know, it's a target that he can trust. Yeah, I mean, sometimes and, at the end of the day, just that yeah. familiar face, a guy that's comfortable. 
I mean, it's not like Jordan Matthews ever set the world on fire, but he's performed when we needed to. I mean, he played well last year when we brought him in. He yeah. had a touchdown catch in the New Orleans game in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not, I mean, he's not the greatest, but sometimes just like that guy that you're familiar and comfortable with and, you know, you know he can run four or five-year plays certain routes if it works, he's going to, he has to give you more production than what, we've been what getting, you've so, been getting out yeah, of Matt Collins. Exactly. So it just, that, that can't hurt. Yeah. Now, that brings me to a point. We we were talking about this, uh, I think, a couple weeks ago. That, you know, obviously, Whiteside, Ortega Whiteside, he hasn't, uh, you know, been performing to his uh, draft position. Right. You know? And, obviously, you know, he had that drop in the, the Lions game. But you were even saying before, uh, I don't know if your opinions changed, but, you know, really – you're, you really don't have that many options right now. So why – I feel like, in my opinion, not having him out there, you know, basically having no you know no snaps uh, throughout the entire game, you know, that's only hurting his confidence. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought you might as well just play him, but who knows? I mean, obviously there's something that they're seeing that, that we're not, whether he's not comfortable in the slot, yeah. whether he's not picking up the, the plays, whether yeah. reading the playbook correctly. I don't really know, but, I mean – we haven't. We're not getting into the Patriots just yet, but uh, you know, today being Friday, we get the injury report. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey's not going to play, so he's going to get on the field. He's going to have to play this week. So we'll, we'll see. Maybe if he plays on the outside, maybe he'll be a little more comfortable. See if he makes an impact. But yeah, I, I really don't know what the deal is there with uh, our second white side, but it hasn't been good. Yeah, and then you know, this is a game where if he can all of a sudden just uh, out of nowhere break out, it would be awesome. We were just talking about this. Could you imagine if we drafted a Metcalf instead? Yeah, and it's I mean, a little I too early still. Don't understand yeah, diverted, how you yeah. could not just look at that board and, and think Metcalf was just a better fit all around than our Sega White side. But I mean, that's just another blunder that the Eagles have made. Like he's making an instant impact in Seattle right now, and he's just a freak athlete. He would have been, you know, if you're looking at just this season alone. Obviously, you know, White side could end up having a great career. You never know, but. At this juncture, you know, obviously Metcalf. And overall, you should have picked Metcalf over him. But yeah. it is what it is. Yeah, it's too late now. But getting back to the Bears game, um, the offense, they, they had the 19-point lead. They they weren't great by any means, but uh, I think they played as – I think it was one of the better, more, better, more efficient games. Mm-hmm. Um, Howard had 19 carries for 82 yards. He had the late touchdown to put him up. Or I wouldn't say late touchdown, but the second half touchdown. Put him up 19. Sticking it to the Bears. Sanders, 10 carries for 42 yards. I mean, it's four yards a carry. You're not going to argue with that. So you rushed over 100 there between the two of them. Um, we talked about Ertz already. Again, no receivers really made any any big plays. But the defense, the defense is ter- starting to turn the corner a little bit. Um, I still am not sold. I mean, they did it against Josh Allen and Mitch Trubisky, so True. I'm still going to pump the brakes and let's see what they do over the next two weeks against a New England offense and a Seattle offense. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, when you show up on Sunday, who, no matter who you're playing, you got to get the job done, and at least in these last two weeks, they have gotten the job done. Um, they, get, they held the Bears three yards in the first half, and I don't think the Bears got a first down until their last drive, so... Whether you're playing the Patriots, the Bears, a high school team, you just got your job is to come out and get stops, and, and that's what they did. Yeah, and, you know, really you see it where it's just the entire team ends up, you know, relenting towards the end of the game. And, uh, you know, they're just taking, they're taking a, 
the foot off the pedal. But, uh, you know, overall, you got to be encouraged with, uh, you know, what you've been seeing out of Fletcher Cox. Now he's getting back to that uh, elite level. Um, you know, obviously you're going to need him the rest of the way here, but uh, to keep generating pressure, and that's going to take the pressure off the off the DBs. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, they were able to win the game. So Yeah, I mean, I think in the Super Bowl season, the biggest thing was it's not like we had – yeah, we didn't the have best stellar yeah. defensive backs in the league. I mean, we saw Patrick Robinson out there and Darby, and those guys were out there for most of the year. Jalen Mills, yeah. Russell Douglas, but at the end of the day, the our defensive line was so good in mm-hmm. that season that you were getting so much pass rush. Relentless. It was making it so much easier on the defensive backs because they just didn't have to cover for as long. But yeah, it'll be interesting. They're, they're finally starting to get healthy in the secondary, which is nice. You finally have not that Darby and Mills are you know anything to write home about at the end of the day. They're still your one and two corners coming into the year, and they're finally playing together for the first time this week. You got Maddox back to play in the slot. Um, you're going to get LeBlanc back at some point. Sidney Jones found himself as the odd man out uh, in the Bears game as a healthy and active, so we'll see what happens this week against the, the Patriots. But, um, yeah, I mean, he might be the fourth or fifth option, sixth option at this point with, Mills, Darby, Douglas, Maddox, when LeBlanc's back and on the field, yep. who knows? Um, so that'll be interesting to see. Sandejo got released, so you have your two safeties. It'll be interesting maybe if they start uh, throwing Douglas back there a little bit in some yeah. packages. Uh, maybe they use Maddox back there in some packages because he's able to play safety as well. We saw last year. It'll be interesting to see what they do at that group. Um, but yeah, it's going to be they played well, but it's a whole different test coming up here over the next two weeks. And playing at home is always the advantage for the defense. I mean, offense, too, because it's quieter and you can you can call out all your reads and stuff like that. But you get you can feed off that energy if you're the defense. But mm-hmm. if you got to create the energy, too, you can't let a team like New England come out, jump out to a 14 nothing lead, then the crowd is going to be out of it from the get-go. So, I mean, there's going to be a huge weight on the defense this week to get stops and – keep the Eagles in the game because the Patriots have a really good defense and they have an offense that's usually pretty efficient. So if the Eagles come out and sputter their first couple drives, they're not just going to be able to just go down 14-0 and come back into that game. Yeah, and obviously this is the MO each week, but, you know, they have to consistently generate pressure on Brady. You cannot give him time or he will end up picking us apart. And uh, But, like, going back to what you are saying, you know, if we have – if our defensive line is – consistently generating pressure that's just going to make it easier for the uh for the dbs but one guy that i really hope uh can play more in this upcoming game because he only had 16 snaps it was his first game back you know i understand uh but uh timmy jernigan because he could be an x factor obviously we lost malik jackson before the season started but you know or it was it was in uh, week one yeah he played like some of week one i don't even think he got out of the first game yeah and um you know they're going to need him, you know, in the middle with uh, Fletcher to start wreaking some havoc. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the plan was there from the medical side of things with Jernigan, if that was just kind of a game to get him back kind of in the flow of things, just yeah. use it as like a little, like a half game type thing, and then going into the bye, ramp him up. So we'll see yeah. how he's used this week. But, yeah, I mean, getting into the Patriots game now, we just start off with that. I mean, that obviously, on the defensive end, that's going to be the number one goal is just you got to get pressure. Yeah in Brady's face and uh like we've talked about before like Brady's the type of quarterback where you got to get that pressure from your tackles cuz if you yes. can get it up in his face he's he's not going to be able to step up and mm-hmm. get rid of the ball and it's going to affect him 
Um, but when you get the pressure off the end off Brady, it doesn't usually affect them as much because he's really good at stepping up in the pocket, delivering those throws across the middle. Um, but if if you can get up the middle, it's, it's going to be huge. And Cox can't do everything himself. He he's going to need help. So getting Fletcher backs big time. Oh, without a doubt. And uh, yeah, like like you were saying, like I was saying before, you know, you have to get to Brady. Uh, you know, you can't give him time. But um. You know, you know who's in the. You you saw what Brady said, saying that oh he's he hasn't forgotten uh, Super Bowl Fifty Two loss, and I, a guy. And I know you're saying that you know it's going to be tough to you know uh, get to him from the edge, but a guy that's in the back of Brady's mind, who had you know the biggest sack in Eagles history, Brandon Graham. I expect him to have a big game this week. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a def, it's an offensive line that that's really struggled for New England. And at the New England yeah. got rid of Gordon, so I mean Edelman's Edelman. He's going to get his ten catches, and especially against us, if he can get in the slot, and he's going to abuse our linebackers. But they don't really have that outside threat, yeah. so it's going to be interesting to see what they do. I mean, you're going to see probably a ton of James White and a ton of Edelman usage, mm-hmm. and they don't have Gronk. They don't have that tight end anymore, so it's an offense that I think is able to be stopped. Uh, but at the same time, they got down early. Last week or two weeks ago, because they're coming off their bye, their last game they got down early against the Ravens, and then just Brady kind of got in a groove and just started picking them apart, and mm-hmm. they were just going down the field at will. And it wasn't until the like freak fumble by Edelman that the Ravens got to, were able to take back a touchdown, kind of swing that game, and almost put it away. It looked like the Patriots were struggling, were just going to come back and end up winning that game. So if if they let you can't let them get in a groove, or you're going to be in trouble. Because once Brady starts getting in that groove and and stuff starts working, and they start picking you apart, that that's not good. Yeah, and like you were saying, obviously we've seen it throughout his entire career. And Belichick's system, you know, Brady, he could be dealing with you know no names, but he still ends up you know yeah, just picking defenses year apart. Year. Yeah, we noticed, but at the same time, you know, this this game is going to come down to two things: who's going to you know be the better coach and also it's going to be Wentz versus Brady who's going to play the smarter game and you know I really think that uh you know I, I really feel that Wentz you know even though he has so many options out this week so many weapons out I think that he's really going to step up and he's just going to you know pick him apart they're going to have a balanced attack and they're going to end up uh you know look I don't know what's going to happen all I know is it's going to be a grinded out game yeah I'm going to have to disagree on that one I know you said you're going to lose by 30 I I if the Eagles win this game, it's going to be won by the defense because they're not scoring more than 20 points in this but game. But in order to score on the New England defense, you know, Doug's just going to have to, you know, we'll see if he has any gadget plays up his sleeve. You know, just stick with the run. Obviously, you're going to have to have a bounce attack. But, you know, they we don't know if Jordan Howard's going to be out or not. He has that stinger in his shoulder, so that's going to be tough. But, you know, who, who do you think is going to be the X factor this week for the, for the Eagles for them to win on offense? Yeah, I mean, I – I guess I'd have to just go at Miles Sanders because he's the only guy that – him or Aguilar, I mean, Sanders if, is going to probably get the bulk of the carries and Aguilar's going to have to be the receiver that's going to have yeah. to make something happen. I uh, would say my X factor, it would be Dallas Goddard because they're going to be honing in on, on Ertz, but you're going to have to hope that Goddard can, you know, get open and consistently and, you know, that once he's able to find him, hopefully the you know – offensive line steps up and you know does their job and uh gives them enough time but that he should be a guy that that Wentz should be looking to often yeah um uh, somebody on the on the wide receiving court is just gonna have to get open if, if you yeah. can't 
move the chains with your wide receivers, you're going to have a really tough time. Um, but on the defensive side, coming into the game, Brady has the lowest uh, QBR against the Blitz of any quarterback in the league this year. Mm-hmm. And he's also been called for the most intentional groundings, which tells you that two things. This is an offensive line for New England that's not playing good football because if Brady has that poor uh, QBR and he's throwing the ball away that much and getting called for the groundings, they're not protecting him well. And number two, just telling you, Brady, he's just not feeling comfortable in, in situations against the Blitz this year. So, I mean, I expect the Eagles to blitz. I don't think it's – Brady's just not a guy you can sit back against and let him be comfortable back there. He's just going to pick you apart. So yeah. they're going to have to bring the pressure. And then on the offensive side of the ball, yeah, they're just going to have to find ways to be creative. But this is a game where you're going to have to, you know, make your field goals. We saw this – we went to New England in the regular season. Last time we went there and, and, and won that game, we had an interception return no business in for a touchdown, game. a punt return for a touchdown, a punt block for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, New England's a team that's very fundamentally sound, but this is one of those games where you're going to have to have something like that happen. Maybe if you can get a strip sack and run it in or something like that because, I mean, their defense, they haven't played a ton of great offensive teams, and they, they finally played the Ravens, who have been really good offensively, and, and they gave up a lot of points. But... Besides that, they've done a pretty good job, so I don't think you're just going to be able to move the ball at will. And, yeah, now we can address, like, the injuries now. Um, you're not going to have Jeffrey. Yeah. It looks like you're Bradham's out not going to have 100% of, of Jordan Howard, even if you have him. Who knows how long yeah, he really makes it through the game. Um, Nigel Bradham's going to be out. Um, but it'll be the debut of Matthews. And then another uh, former Eagle, Came into the building today for a workout and got signed. The J train, yeah, Jay baby. Ajayi, back into the mix. So, you yep. know, Doug said he thinks he's going to be comfortable using Ajayi if need be this weekend. Um, and then he also mentioned a practice squad running back in D'Angelo Henderson, who, you know, we don't know much about besides I just looked him up. Then he went say, to Coastal Carolina he's an and he's tank. been on a lot of practice squads and he's like five foot eight and 210 pounds. So, he's a little tank. Yeah, he's going to. I don't know if he'll end up being the guy to get to the call. Um, but the good thing with Ajayi, yeah. at least he knows the playbook. So, yeah. I mean, you'll probably use him for a select five or six different run plays, and probably if he's on the field, you're going to run it with him, and you probably don't want him in pass block schemes just because I'm sure some things are different and you don't want a miscommunication where he misses a blitz or something and you end up getting burned on it by an interception because he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. See, we know why that move was made. Uh, Sproles, uh, the news broke today that he'll be out for the season uh, with a quad injury, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it, it's been a long time coming. Yeah, and, and that's what I was about to say. I know that you uh, you wouldn't even have brought him back this year, but, you know, they tried. he tried to have one last hurrah, but after seeing what he uh, put up on social media, you know, he basically feels like, yeah, this is this is probably it. So I mean, Yeah, I mean, at this point, I don't even see why a team would even take no, a chance I on mean, bringing him I, in. I don't, we got, what, one game out of yeah. him, and that was about it. Yeah, and I think even he, you know, at this point, he's probably like, I've been trying, you know, but I can't have a full season. Yeah, I mean, it sucks because these guys, they're they're prideful guys, and, yeah. and they want to come out and still play. And he's been getting hurt and then working back from it, so he keeps wanting to give it a go. And he keeps getting hurt, so he never wants to end it. You know, you never want to end your career on that injury. But it just, at this point, unless he sits out all next season and doesn't come back until the second or the last yeah. week, I don't see him being able to get through a season healthy. And, yeah, like we said, this is – I mean, he's a guy who – he's been here a lot longer than you realize. Yeah. Um, and, and he's performed up until these last couple of years. I mean, he's always – I mean, even when he's been banged up, 
he's given everything he's had, but it's just, you know, the end of the road. Yeah, well, he's been here since the second year of Chip Kelly. Yeah. Yeah, and he's been a fan favorite ever since he got here. And um, like you were saying, you know, the pride, you know, both he and Peters, I think the reason why they, they're, you know, they've been trying to keep on going is because, you know, obviously they were just, you know, every much a part of that championship, uh, the Super Bowl team in 2017, but you know it killed them not to be out in the right. field they for the actually, Super Bowl. They didn't actually so, contribute in the game that won yeah. it. You know, but, um, yeah, it, it, it just sucks. But, you know, he, I think, like I said, even he sees this as possibly the end because how many times can you try to come back and right. then can't even get through a practice sometimes? Yeah, you know and I mean? getting back to Peters, I guess he had his knee scoped or whatever yeah. <laughs> over the past week or so. He was a full participant today, so my guess is going to be that he's back out starting yeah. this weekend at left tackle. How many plays he'll make it, God knows. I'm sure he'll be in and out and up and down and Gassed off and walk. And, yeah, who knows. But uh, So it looks like he'll be back this week. Uh, but Dillard's done a good job filling say, in yeah. for him. So my guess would be they'll probably go back to Peters because that seems like what they usually do. Do you um, think Do you think Dillard plays more snaps than Peters? Probably. Uh, yeah, I mean, most likely the Peters we know will probably try to play and then be out for a quarter and then be back in and be out. Um, wouldn't be surprised if you see them using Dillard or, or Big V – as that uh, that tight end type thing and yeah. bring them in for some running. Because they're going to have to be big at the line and probably use that extra lineman as a tight end and create some stuff because you're going to have to get creative. Um, you don't want to kill Ertz and Goddard and, and blocking, blocking, blocking because you're still going to need them to catch some passes, especially with the receivers hampered. So, yeah, I mean, Dillard will probably still be on the field a good amount this week. Yeah. And I know I'm jumping around, but I know we were already talking about the receiving, uh, the receiver situation. But um, how many how many targets do you think Jordan Howard I mean Jordan Howard Jordan Matthews gets this week? Ah, uh, yeah, I mean it's gonna be interesting because if he's in that, I mean, we'll have gonna to see how many we'll have to see how many snaps he plays. Um, but yeah, if, if Jeffrey's out, my guess is gonna be Aguilar and then Hall, uh, not Hollins, yeah. Arcega Whiteside maybe. He grades very well though. Will maybe be your outside guys, and then it'll be up to Hollins and. Uh, Matthews in in the slot. I don't. I I don't even know how, what they're planning on doing. So yeah, I mean, who knows? Matthews would come out and get ten targets if he's yeah. in the slot. This, I mean, Stephon Gilmore. I mean, that dude's just gonna sleepwalk. I mean, he's just holding number one receivers to like thirty yards a game. Hasn't given up a touchdown, and then he gets to come out this week and either cover Aguilar or whatever other Hollins or Arcega Whiteside or Matthews plays the other outside spot. So yeah. he's going to have a field day out there. Yeah, and I'm really I'm really interested to see if, you know, because I saw um, watching, uh, you know, the Mike Missanelli show, uh, Tim McManus was saying that, you know, both Doug and Mike Groh were switching from side to side, you know, really coaching up the receivers. Obviously, you think like, oh, well, they should be doing that every practice. But, you know, they were really specifying, you know, I mean, or – you know, paying close attention to, you know, trying to coach up uh, all these young receivers. So, you know. Yeah, they, they need they, it. Yeah. They realize, they realize that, you know, this is going to be, uh, you know, a, a rough week at that position. And they're going to need guys like Whiteside. You know, guess what? You might have, you know, messed up earlier in the season, but you're going to be counted yeah, on this. This, is, I, your, I, I, that's this is your my, time to shine. Exactly. I think that. Whiteside's going to be more involved this week. No, no better team to to come out and try to prove it against than the team that's eight and one. Evil and Empire wins year in and year out. Um, and 
I mean, what a tough week to just be depleted, man. A guy, a team in the Patriots and a defense and, and a coach in Belichick who's able to usually, whether you're at 100, usually even when you're 100%, Belichick's the type of guy who knows how to just come in and take that best option away and take away what you do well. Maybe having no best option might actually help exactly. the Eagles. Maybe <laughs> maybe he'll just be like... Confused. Yeah, who, he won't even know who to take away because everybody stinks so much, and maybe it'll it'll work to our favor. But, yeah, I mean, Doug got the job done in, in the Super Bowl and put up all kinds of points and, and used some stuff that was different. And Obviously, it was a different quarterback and different skill players mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But, yeah, I mean, this is going to... As good as Carson Wentz has to play... Doug Peterson has to call an even better game. And, I mean, whether he does or not, the Eagles could lose the game 21 nothing, And if they do, I I just I don't think I can be mad at Doug Peterson because, I mean, he, I get you have to find a way to, to do stuff. But I, this just feels like that era of Doriel Green Beckham and no. that just dumpster fire receivers all over again. And I just it's, – it's scary. I just can't – I just can't. I don't know, going, getting ready to watch this game. It's just like, with, oh, boy. With that all being said, I was alluding to this earlier, and we were talking about it. Um, could you imagine if, like, this is the storyline and it's almost right in itself where, you know, Brady obviously working with, you know, nobodies. And, you know, yeah, Carson's I mean, going to be Carson's doing that. time to work with nobodies. It's going to come down to which QB plays better. Yeah, I Who mean, plays I smarter? Think, I mean, even at the end of the day, Brady still has – at least he's Julian Edelman. Like he has somebody, um, James White. I mean, I Sanders. They might have to even split. Sin- I wouldn't even be surprised. And when we touched on earlier, actually, another guy who probably will get some probably some carries is, is Boston Scott. Yeah. Um, they might have to have some plays where they line Ajayi or Scott up in the backfield and line up Sanders actually out White like a uh, like a slot receiver or yeah. something. Just maybe try to throw him a middle like, screen or yeah, like something saying. to just change it up. Yeah, keep him off balance, and uh, you know, like I was saying, just we'll see if Doug has any gadget plays up his sleeve. Also, another thing, this is something that actually, this is a page out of Andy's playbook that I actually liked uh, Doug using, and that's you know just a heavy dose of screens. Yeah, it, seriously, that was that was great to see these. The past Eagles have weeks. been a pretty poor screen team over yeah. the last few years, years, and Carson seems to struggle to throw the screen pass for some reason, um, but. Yeah, I mean, the tight ends are going to have to be active and probably play Goddard or Ertz in the slot a little bit. So, you'll actually probably – I wouldn't be surprised if you see some sets where they're not even playing three receivers and they're just lining up one of those tight ends as your slot receiver. Um, but it, the Doug's at least had some time to think about it. Um, they're definitely going to have to be creative, that's for sure. Yeah, and going back to what you were saying about, you know, how – oh, well, Brady still has Edelman. So, okay, so you take Edelman, you know – obviously a receiver, you take him out, that's his go-to receiver, take him out of the way. And then you say on the other, on the flip side, you have uh, Ertz, you know, that's Carson's safety blanket. You know, obviously last week he got back in, into his old self. And, um, you know, so basically if you eliminate both Edelman and Ertz, take away both of those, think about what Brady has to work with, and then also yeah, the rest of the I really couldn't stuff. even tell you yeah, who else is on the Patriots, exactly. <laughs> to be honest, but. We're not taking away Edelman, so yeah, I mean, he's, it's not going to matter because yeah, we're we don't have a good enough guy. defense to just take anybody away. But I mean, it'll it'll be interesting. Um, yeah. It's definitely going to be a tough one. Um, What's your coming, prediction? I so all week long I 
thought the Eagles were actually going to pull this game out. I thought they could pull out like a 20 to 17 or a 20 to 16 or a 24 20. But that was before, that was two or three days ago before I knew Jeffrey was hurt. And then Jordan Howard thing came out of nowhere. Yeah. I just don't. I just don't see them being able to win this game. And I actually talked to some people about this earlier. The thing is, at the end of the day, this game, I don't want to call it irrelevant because no game in the NFL is irrelevant. It's absolutely not irrelevant. But but, but it is. No. Yes, it is. Why, why? What do you mean? Because if they lose this game and they beat Seattle and they beat Dallas, they're going to go 11-5. Well, and you got to try to win this game because what if Jeffrey's out another week? Right, but if you played them this week – and he got hurt more. You would just screw yourself. Yeah, true. I'd much All rather I'd much rather sit guys out this game, let them get healthy, and have them for the rest of the way. Because if they play this game and you win, but then they're lost for the season, then you just screw yourself. Yeah. This is a game that yes, you want to win it, but if you lose it, it really doesn't affect anything. This isn't a team that's going to finish the season twelve and four. They're going to have to lose a game. So if they're going to lose a game, it might as well be this one. Let the couple guys who are banged up get back to 100%, get ready for Seattle, and then go from here on out. And at the end of the day, if they don't beat the Cowboys at home at the end of the year, it doesn't matter. It's all you can't, up to that, you can't have two losses to the Cowboys and make the playoffs. So at the end of the day, that's the game that matters. They could legitimately lose the next two games, win out, and get in the playoffs at 10-6. and six. But what couldn't happen, and why I don't mind a guy like Jeffrey, I don't even honestly mind if Jordan Howard sits out. I'd much rather them sit out this week, get ready for the rest of the way, than try to play through something they shouldn't be playing through, and we lose them for the rest of the year. The reason why I think, obviously, you have to win each week. That's the mindset. But it's imperative to at least win one of these next two games You know, against extremely tough opponents. But you have to win one of these two because – you might think, oh, well, we got the Dolphins, then we got the, the Giants, then the Redskins. But guess what? You are playing, yeah, sure, the Dolphins, that should be a, a cakewalk. But that's still divisional games, so they're not guarantees. Sure, we could win out. No, you know I mean? understand so that. But like, if we win one of these, if yeah. we lose one of those teams anyway, we're probably not deserving to be a playoff team. This is true. But, you know, I I, I think that, I I think that, you know, going into this week, the reason why we can win this game even no matter how banged up we are, you think about everything that's surrounding it. This is the first time we're playing them since Super Bowl 52. And I know you might think, oh, well, that doesn't mean anything. Well, it kind of does because guess what? We're at home and the crowd's going to be buzzing. And like I said, it's going to come down to who who coaches better and which QB plays a smarter game. It really is going to come down to that. Yeah, I don't think it is because I think the Patriots are going to win comfortably. What's your Um, prediction then? My prediction is New England will win the game 24-13. to 24-13? I'm going to say the birds find a way. Of course. Okay. I'm going to say the birds find a way, and it will be 21-17. All right, so you heard it here first. Basically just flipped around. I'm going 24-13 Patriots. Keenan goes 21-17. Eagles. And I'm, uh, you know, I'll be realistic, you know, obviously, we are depleted right now, and we're going up against the New England machine, and, you know, they are historically uh, great coming out of the bye, uh, 
while under Belichick. And, you know, obviously they're going to be pissed off, and it's been festering for now two weeks uh, since they got beat by the Ravens. But, you know, I just I feel like, you know, we're going to be able to grind this game out. Yeah, I mean, there's no surprise there. You feel every week that, Shut up. that we're going to get the job done, and we're 5-4 and four with really some do. absolutely terrible losses. And I would just have to ask you, who in the hell do you believe is going to, quote-unquote, be able to get the job done for this team to score 21 points? It's going to come down to who who coaches better and which QB plays a smarter game. And I really think that Carson Wentz, I understand that you know he has so many weapons, that, weapons out, but he's going to have to make do with uh, the hand that he's dealt. And I just think that, uh, I, I think that we're going to find a way. Yeah, I mean, uh, I great I, quarterbacks do that. Yeah, Carson's at gonna the shine same th- time, I also don't have like the utmost faith still that our defense is gonna respond and not also just struggle on their well, end. Well, like you said before, you know, we're gonna need the defense to just be getting. Yeah, the defense may have to chip in a touchdown. I just don't Might. see this offense. It's gonna be one of those games being able to score three touchdowns against a Patriots defense that's very good and and with limited weapons. But it's definitely gonna be something that we're gonna see here. Uh, in in a day or so, and let's hope for the best. I mean, I hope they win. I mean, I'm not sitting here saying I hope they lose, but I just don't see a way in the world that that they're gonna they're gonna be able to get this this win with with what they have available to them. But at the end of the day, just gotta go out there, you know, roll the ball out on the field and, and let the boys play. I'm just gonna say this: this week, we'll show why Carson Wentz is a top tier quarterback in the NFL. That's all I'm going to say. So, you heard it. Carson Wentz, top-tier quarterback this week. We'll be checking in here on Monday or Tuesday and see if he's able to prove that to us. But that just about wraps things up here for our eighth episode. Uh, We, again, just want to thank everybody for listening. Keep following, listening, retweeting, just getting our name out there and, and spreading the word. And thanks once again. Thank you. Go Birds. Go Birds.